All right, so before I get into these top NBA stories, let me rapid fire a couple calls here, and then we'll get into uh, top NBA stories. D in L.A. D, what's going on? Appreciate you calling in. Thank you. How are you doing? Good, man. Thank you. Okay, I was just calling to say I think the Lakers are going to win their second championship, mm-hmm. but I'm an old-school basketball purist. Okay. I did not want LeBron or AD on our team. I felt that we were doing something like the Warriors. I felt that we were witnessing some of the best young talent in the NBA, and I wanted them to develop. I love LeBron James before he came here. I still like him now, but I just feel like Laker fans, we're too spoiled. like LeBron, and then we get Anthony Davis. I'm a basketball period. D, let me let me let me jump it's in. Let, let, let me jump in. I appreciate you calling. Let me answer it because I want to get through a couple more calls. You want to win championships, that's how you win them. I'm not saying that it can't happen that you go out and draft like the Golden State Warriors did. Lakers weren't weren't uh, touching the playoffs for six years, and uh, they go get LeBron. They go get Anthony Davis. It's not unrealistic to be a couple months away from winning back to back championships. Maybe it happens. Maybe it doesn't. I was a fan of that young core. I really was. I liked watching Brandon Ingram and Julius Randle. We're going to get him tomorrow. I think Lonzo's got a lot of promise. I like the young kids, but you're trying to win championships, and that's what it comes down to. Boston's been trying to develop their players. They'll continue to try to develop their players, and it's a long, tough road to try to win. You know where you develop? Different markets, smaller markets. I don't think you have to do that with the Lakers. If you can avoid that step, you avoid it. Lakers did. They got a championship out of it and maybe get two. Richard in Riverside. Richard, what's going on? You're on Lakers talk. Yes, how are you doing this evening? Good, I enjoy man, your show. Thank you. Uh, well, for someone who's been injured, hobbled, uh, back spasms, uh, something going on with the leg, I tell you, if if we see the Anthony Davis moving forward Oof. that we saw in the last two games, watch out, and with and with LeBron doing what he does, I think they have an awfully good chance of repeating. But let me add this: I know you've got other calls, along with Anthony being dominant, along with LeBron, his resume speaks for itself. Would you agree that including Kuzma? With all of the guards combined on this roster, mm-hmm. all of them that play, I think the Lakers are going to need a minimum of 55 points per game from them. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I, I think there's going to have you'll have some nights where LeBron and AD are combined for 70, right? Each will have 35. Well, that's only 70. So what you're going to get from the rest of the team, uh, and that's not going to be every single night, you know, listen, it's not going to be consistent, too. You mentioned Kuz. Do you feel confident relying on Kuzma on a night-in, night-out basis? I don't. But I also think uh, Kuz... Well, no. I, 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 think, I, think, I think from what I've seen from him, when his jump shot is on, he's rolling. Mm-hmm. But I think, he's, I think he'll fit in better if we see a version of a Cal Kuzma that gets into the flow of the game, He's trying to do. He, he's trying. He, he's trying to do. And I got to cut you off because I'm going to take uh, a couple more calls here, and then we're going to get to NBA stories. He's trying to do the right thing. Like he's not Kuzma. I don't think has approached this season saying, "Well, I'm not going to be a team player. I got to get mine." That's not how he's been. But there, I also think you can't if you're if you're thinking of you're going to depend on Kuz on a night in night out basis. Probably not going to happen. Uh, Steve in L.A. Steve, what's going on? Hey, Alan. I love the show. Yeah, I mean. They need LeBron to be healthy, and if AD plays like he did the last couple of games, they fall into the seventh slot. 
they can handle whoever they have to. May I mention? Can I of course have a Dodger a Dodger comment regarding the Dodgers? Okay. And Dave Roberts. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dave Roberts, a good manager makes adjustment. A good manager manufactures runs. A good manager hit and runs. A good manager steals bases. Dave Roberts does none of that. They have the worst record in the league in one-run games. Dave Roberts is a bozo. He couldn't manage a Burger King. Steve, as long Steve, as he's Steve. the manager. <laughs> listen, listen. Relax, relax. I know you're frustrated. I'm sure there's Dodger fans that are not too happy with the way the Dodgers are playing. Here's the reality. We're still in May, and they're coming off a World Series. I don't want to get into Dodgers talk because obviously uh, – uh, this is uh, this is perfect for Lakers tonight, but that, that's pretty funny. You, you had that in there. You had to get that off his chest. You got to let him get off his chest. All right, last quick call before we get in our top NBA stories. Manuel in Gardena. Manuel, appreciate you calling in. What's going on, Manuel? Hey, man. Please, uh, chat. Yes, sir. First off, let me apologize for that ass hat. <laughs> he calls every show calling for Dave Roberts. Like you said, dude just won a ring. Hey, Steve, I know you're listening. You're an asshat, all right? <laughs> so anyway, I'm with you, Sleestad. The, um, the face of the NBA will be our dude, uh, Anthony Davis. Mm-hmm. And I think we're seeing his coming out party, as well as a little bit of playing possum by the Lakers. We're going to be just fine. Playing tournament or not, Sleestad. We're going back to back. Tell Travis I said what's up. Manuel, you got it, bud. Thank you for calling in. All right, listen. Um, I want to get into our top NBA stories. I got a couple stories I want to read here real quick. So earlier today, Russell Westbrook accomplished something that, you know, obviously is uh, just an incredible, incredible accomplishment. He breaks the all-time record of triple-doubles. So that's how we actually started the show. I made mention of it right when the show started. So let me kind of go back to it here for a quick second. So this season, he has 36 triple-doubles. He's recorded one in 22 of his last 26, uh, recorded a triple-double in 22 of his last 26 games. Um, he's averaged a triple-double in four of his last, in four of the last five seasons. And this week alone, his uh, average of the player of the week, 22 points, 17 rebounds, 18 assists, last week was his average. Hats off to Russell Westbrook. There was a conversation earlier today, and I was watching a first take, and um, Kellerman was making a case. They're talking, is is he overrated or is he underrated? Is is Russell Westbrook overrated or underrated? And I thought Max had an interesting point. Max was basically trying to say it's you got a ton of fans that think he's overrated and a ton of fans that think he's underrated. I'll tell you what I think. I think that he's underrated. I think he's got a bad rap in his career. Um Passes Oscar Robertson for most triple doubles in NBA history. You know who else he passed? I mean, along the way, it's Magic and it's it's Jason Kidd, uh, it's LeBron James, it's Steve Nash. I mean, just players that uh, were synonymous with triple doubles. So he obviously passed so many great, great players to get what it, where he is today. And when I say that, I think like I think he gets a bad rap. Do I think you can win an NBA championship as Russell Westbrook as the best player on your team? No, I don't. Um, but damn, he can be a major piece. He's got thrown under the bus, I think, a number of times. I remember when KD left the Oklahoma City Thunder, and there were reports that, well, he left because he didn't want to play with uh, with Russell Westbrook anymore. I felt so bad because this was a guy that plays his heart out in every single game. James Harden was drafted there. Russell Westbrook uh, drafted with the Thunder. Kevin Durant 
uh, drafted there as well. If it wasn't the mismanagement of the Oklahoma City Thunder, we'd never be having a conversation about the Thunder not winning a chip and James Harden, Russell Westbrook, and Kevin Durant not winning a championship. God bless KD. He's an amazing basketball player. I've said it 50 times before. I'll say it again. He went to Golden State to go get some championships. Everybody, I think, wished that he did it in Oklahoma City with Russ. Russ is an amazing basketball player, and tonight was an incredibly amazing accomplishment from uh, from from a player that doesn't get the amount of respect that he probably should get. So Russell Westbrook breaks the all-time record of triple-doubles, now has 182. They lost that game, by the way. Um, unfortunately, they lost that game by a shot that Russell Westbrook missed. Okay, another uh, top NBA story, Jalen Brown. That's an unfortunate one for the Boston Celtics. His season is over due to a wrist injury, the Boston Celtics say. Um, and listen, I don't think anybody thought that the Boston Celtics were going to come out and win an NBA championship. Um, but Jalen Brown is such a phenomenal player, averaging almost 25 points a game, shooting around 48% from the field. Um, he's going to have surgery. And unfortunately for him, it's going to be the end of his season feel bad for him and you feel bad specifically because he's such a good player and you know these years are critical for these young players to get these playoff experiences uh Tatum's going to get it unfortunately for Jalen Brown he's not going to be a part of the mix Boston sitting in the seventh spot so they're going to most likely be a part of the playing tournament Miami has some separation between them uh so that kind of how that's going to play out and uh and one of the young upcoming players in the league won't be a part of the um, of the uh, postseason. Okay, last NBA story I want to get into. The race for the top scoring per game in the NBA, scoring leaders this season. So Steph's in the middle of a game right now. See what the score is there and how many points he has. Um, but Steph, 31.9 points per game. Bradley Beal, 31.4. Steph right now, they're at halftime versus the Jazz. They're up. What does Steph have? It's an exciting little run here. It really is. And the Lakers may very well end up. Uh, Steph's got 15 points. Um, Lakers may end up playing the Golden State Warriors. That's kind of a fascinating thing to watch right there. Um, we'll uh, kind of keep things posted. If anything crazy happens or Steph puts up another 40, 45-plus game, I'll keep you guys posted throughout the night. All right. Um, I got a chance earlier today to listen to Marcus All and Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. Got a chance to ask them a couple questions. Uh, coach gave his thoughts on the playing tournament and what the benefit could be in being in a playing tournament, plus Marcus All, um, what he was impressed with in the last two games. I thought it was very interesting what he had to say. So we're going to do all that coming up next. We appreciate you guys being a part of the show. If you want to talk Lakers basketball, very simple, 877-710-ESPN. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN LA. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Brad Turner coming up from the LA Times at about 10 minutes or so, around 8.30 a uh, ton of calls, ton of great calls tonight. Love uh, the interaction. Appreciate everybody hitting me on Twitter, too, at Alan Sliwa. So I think there's something about these last two games, and this was a question I asked Marcus Gasol earlier today. Um, these last two games for the Lakers, I know they went one-on-one. I know you know you lost to the Portland Trailblazers. 
but you won against the uh, Phoenix Suns, two playoff caliber teams that the Lakers went up against. So I asked Mark if uh, what he takes away from those two games does you know what what are I guess you can say some of the positives that you walk away from because the team as shorthanded as they were were going up against good quality opponents without LBJ and and won that game against the Phoenix Suns. I thought this was interesting what he said. Listen to his response about how he walks away or what he takes away from these last two uh, these last two matchups. I just enjoy the, the 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 shift of mindset of the team, kind of you know putting our own selves to the side and, and, and completely buying into the team concept and everybody, everyone contributing to winning. Um, this, this makes the game so much more fun for everyone. Um, kind of, uh, you know, putting yourself aside and like, okay, what do I need to do to help this, this team win? Um, and sometimes maybe certain things they're going to be demand from you. Sometimes it's going to be other stuff. Sometimes maybe just sitting and watching. So uh, you just got to be ready. Uh, and, and, I, and I just like how everyone, um, you know, was, was, was on it. Everybody, everyone was trying to, you know, solve situations, was communicating positively with one another. Um, you know, that's uh, and, and the urgency in the effort, um, you know, it wasn't, uh, you know, we didn't execute perfectly every time, but the effort and urgency, I thought, um, went up a um, couple of notches for sure. I thought that was interesting. I, I thought, you know, Gasol could have easily said, well, we were in the games. Um, these are playoff matchups. Um, we walked away with one win. We almost got that game in Portland. That That really wasn't what he was talking about. He talked about how, it seemed like in these last two games, there was a selfless. The team became selfless, and everyone pulling that rope in the same direction. I'm not saying that 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 hasn't happened for most of the season, but that he noticed it in these last two games more. Uh, this is it. I mean, every game you play from this point on has value, and maybe it doesn't have all the value in the world from an NBA standings perspective, but it's got a tremendous amount of value as a prep for the postseason. We're down to, you know, a week from today, I'm going to be doing Lakers talk right here. And we're going to be talking about the matchup that the Lakers have in the play-in tournament or the matchup that the Lakers have in the first round if they end up in that sixth seed. I think they're going to end up in this play-in tournament. So I think Gasol, it felt like these last two games were playoff games. There was emotion as if it was a playoff game. You know, we do a lot of these uh, social shows, and I'll do some of these post-games done them for the last couple of games but these big ones we're always curious okay what's the audience going to be like what's it off a win off a loss they the numbers were playoff games that's what they were that's how close we are to the playoffs that's how important each one of these games are from a uh, perception perspective but more important what they're doing on the floor there so that was Gasol's response there um we got Gasol first and then you know second we got a, a chance to listen to Lakers head coach Frank Vogel so it, it seems like the Lakers are going to end up in this play-in tournament. I asked Coach if there are some benefits of being in a play-in tournament. Why, what can be advantageous for being a part of this game? Here's Coach's response. I have always felt that, um, you know, for instance, uh, Game 7 participants, I always feel have a, an advantage in Game 1 of the next series uh, because when your instincts are forced to, to play a competitive Every possession matters um, game, you know, and, and being in that environment, uh, I think it sharpens you, sharpens your instincts and, and alertness and all that stuff. And, um, you know, so I think there could be a potential silver lining there. You know, in terms of, uh, you know, some people may say having another game, 
you know, get to know each other and whatnot, you know, I, I think that that stuff is, um, you know, marginal if, if any impact. You know, I think, uh, you know, just uh, if you're able to survive, um, you know, having that every possession matters environment, you know, can sharpen you for the next series. All right, that's uh, Lakers head coach Frank Vogel. That was earlier today, Lakers after practice. We got a chance to connect to them. Uh, some of the media did. So, um, coach not worried about how many games they play to ch- together, the chemistry part, that playing term, he's not paying attention to that. But I thought, you know, think about this. He, he takes a playing tournament as a game seven. It is a game seven, you could say, right? I mean, or you could say, you know, you got two chances to win one, so a little bit different than a game seven for the Lakers. Um, but that you're going to be sharper coming out of that playing tournament because you had zero margin for error, zero margin for error. Um, you know, when you start, let, let's use the Lakers, that playoff run in the Orlando bubble. Remember they lost game one against the Portland Trailblazers? Well, that wasn't, you know, do or die. That was, okay, we lost game one. Let, let's get back on track. That's not too uncommon for really, really good teams to lose a game to kind of start off a series or need to get going. Coach is saying that, okay, one of the benefits that we could have being in this playing tournament is um, there is no margin for error. You got to come with your best. And if you get through that game, now you're preparing for the next opponent and they might be a little bit more laid back while you're not your laser focused. So try to find, you know, obviously some kind of a positive of being in that uh, playing tournament. By the way, whether you're a fan of that playing tournament or not, yeah, that tournament's not going anywhere. You see the Lakers could play in the first round of the playing tournament. If you look at the standings right now, and this is also um, keeping an eye on the Golden State Warriors who are playing the Utah Jazz right now. So this is obviously a, a big game for both teams, Utah trying to stay in front of Phoenix. So uh, this is kind of fascinating here. Lakers could play, if the uh, if the playoffs started today, they'd play the Suns, or I'm sorry, they'd play the Golden State Warriors in the playing tournament. Can you imagine that for just a quick second? For those who think that, oh, you know what, I don't like the playing tournament. It's not that exciting. It's, you know, all the, the reasons that you might have for it. You're going to get Lakers versus Warriors in the playing tournament. You're going to get LeBron versus Steph Curry, AD versus Draymond Green. Um, that will be an incredibly entertaining game. And, you know, the implications are, okay, one team moves on. The other team now is in a do or die in the next game between Memphis and San Antonio, whoever comes out of that game. So, um you might be a fan of the playing tournament. You might not. If you're a Laker fan out there and you think that the playing tournament hurts you because of the predicament and the situation and you might get eliminated, I wouldn't worry about it. Lakers will be fine. They're not going to lose two in a row to those teams. They're just not. And if they do, then they don't deserve to be in the playoffs, but that's not going to be the case. That's not going to play out that way. All right, uh, Brad Turner of the L.A. Times covers the Lakers for the uh, L.A. Times. He's coming up next. Appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Stay right here. This is Lakers Talk on 710 ESPN. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Got a good game coming up tomorrow. Lakers and the uh, New York Knicks. Knicks sitting 38-30, fourth place in the Eastern Conference. Lakers 
38 and 30, but seventh place in the Western Conference shows you the difference between the two conferences. Should be a good game. Another uh, opportunity to see Julius Randle back at Staples Center. Want to welcome in Brad Turner, covers the Lakers for the LA Times. BT, what is going on? Thank you for uh, taking the time and uh, and joining the show, bud. How are you? I'm doing great, Adam. How are you, man? You know, I'm good. This is it, uh, BT. We got we got four games left in the regular season. I, I thought this was interesting. I want to get your thoughts on this. So, um, you know, obviously you saw a little bit earlier today, Lakers send out their status report. And on the report, it says LeBron James out. We did see some reports that he could potentially come back as early as tomorrow, maybe the game against the Houston Rockets. What do you think? You think, you think we'll see LBJ sometime over these next couple of games? I'm going to say absolutely. Now, which game it is, is to be determined. But if you recall, when he came back the first time from the ankle injury, the status report said he was out. And then during the day of the game, he came in back saying he was probable, questionable. Mm -hmm. So we knew he was going to play. So I would not be surprised if tomorrow sometime – we get an update from the Lakers either saying he's still out or he's questionable, but I do believe that LeBron James will play either Tuesday night against the Knicks or Wednesday night against the Houston Rockets, the last home game of the regular season, and the night when they raised the banner. How That's about right. that? That's right. How about that timing? If that happens uh, on that specific night, Lakers would raise championship banner number 17. Hopefully in uh, a few months, uh, Brad, they're they're raising up championship number 18. Well, actually, it be a little bit further down the road. Um, BT, the, the LeBron factor, um, just uh, I, I know that there's no way of really determining this until we actually see him on the, on the floor and see if he's healthy again. But, you know, obviously I had a lot of level of concern, as most Laker fans did, I'm sure LeBron and the organization, that he came back and then needed to, to get more rest and, and sit out more games. Um from a timing perspective, if LeBron does come back this week and let's say he's feeling good with with so many limited games between now and let's say that playing tournament, how long do you think it will take for LeBron to start feeling start feeling good again? Well, let's just say if he's truly healthy this time and he's not feeling some discomfort or some pain in the ankle, as he said, then I don't think it would take him long just because he is someone that plays the game the right way, shares the basketball. He knows his body. He can be successful on the court. But it all depends on being positive in his mind and his body knows that he can do whatever he wants to do and there's no more pain. That becomes the key. Is he pain-free this time versus the last time when he was not? BT, uh, we got these last couple of games to see Anthony Davis put up. Um, you know, his stats were amazing against Portland. Yesterday against the Suns, another 42 points, 12 rebounds on the defensive side, three blocks, three steals. Is AD back? or or? And, and the reason why I'm asking it, the question is because, you know, he was gone for so long. It's took him time to kind of obviously ramp up. Is the Anthony Davis we saw the last couple of days what, what we should be expecting between now and the rest of the regular season and then, you know, potentially in the postseason? Or do you think there's still going to be some inconsistency here and there? Well, let's just say this. There's no more time to be inconsistent. Mm. The time has arrived 
for AD to play like he has against Portland and like he did the other, you know, last night. I mean, he has to play that way for them to have a chance to win games. He was incredible against the Phoenix Suns. I'll say this. I recall Alex Caruso saying that they were hearing that chatter that about AD, yep. that he was soft, that he needed to play harder. Well, that was out there. And if, in fact, that motivated him some, or it was just the fact that his body was now really getting back to being in shape. But I think there was some motivation there. AD would never bring it up because he's just not that kind of person. But to have a teammate put that out there, lets you know it had been talked about in the locker room. And what if AD goes and do? He proves everyone, I'm a beast. Hmm. Well, I want to be a beast. And what I think Laker fans want to see is him to be a beast all the time which if he is, he gives him a better chance of repeating. BT, it's it's interesting too. Brad Turner from the LA Times taking some time here on uh, on Lakers talk. It's interesting with AD because you said that you know was it some added motivation or is he just you know getting more healthy? And I think it's probably a combination of the two. Lakers came off that loss of the Portland Trailblazers, but he played great, and the team had a chance obviously to win the game against the Clippers. Uh, he had back spasms, only played nine minutes. The game before that was the game against the Denver Nuggets and, and Jokic. So you really look at the last four games for the Lakers, they've been in some good battles. Take away that Clippers game. They've been in some good battles against, you know, obviously uh, decent teams in the Western Conference. Um, if the playoffs started today, Lakers would be in that playing tournament. Is that concern you at all, or are you kind of more where I am, where, okay, yes, it's not ideal, but Lakers are not going to lose two games in a row and, and you know risk falling out of uh, the opportunity being the postseason? Or do you think anything can happen? And, th- and that is quite the risk of being in that predicament. Well, obviously, if you're playing Golden State, who they would meet right now in the play-in, you have Steph Curry who can got 50 on you. And a moment is no. They can shoot threes from all over the place. So that part is concerning. But if you're Golden State, do you really want to see the Lakers back healthy again? LeBron James and AD out there rolling again, the defending champions doing what they do best, which is play really great defense, solid basketball. My question would be to them, is that what they want to see? I would say they would not. So it comes down to, I think, the play-in game would not hurt the Lakers because it gives them another game to get their chemistry together. Mm-hmm. It gives them another game to perhaps get Dennis Schroeder back into the fold mm-hmm. because we think he'll be back sometime this weekend, as Frank Vogel said, either at Indiana or at New Orleans. So one extra game doesn't hurt, as does the practices between those games. And if they win that first game, that means that Lakers get more time to practice and prepare to play their first-run opponent. BT, um, the Lakers uh, could potentially, and I I think right now it wouldn't happen if the playoffs started today, but could potentially play the Clippers in the first round. I was making an argument with some Laker fans earlier talking about how I I think it's better off. I I would prefer seeing the Clippers in the second round. If you're a part of this playing tournament and you get Phoenix in the first round, I think it's, you know, there's some ramp up there. And maybe I'm disrespecting the Phoenix Suns, but I don't think they're as big of a threat as the Clippers. 
Would you would you rather see the Lakers and the Clippers? I know we all want to see them in the playoffs. I certainly want to see them this season. We thought it was going to happen last year. Um, would you rather see the Clippers a little bit further on in the playoffs, or you know what? If it's a first round battle, it's a first round battle. Uh, you have to take what's in front of you, right? And if that's the Clippers, then you play the Clippers. If it's Phoenix Suns, it's the Phoenix Suns. Now you just can't make that decision on your own. Now, the NBA, their preference would be to have the Clippers and Lakers play in the conference finals. So one of those teams actually gets to the NBA finals. Well, that's the dream of everyone in the NBA, the league offices, the TV stations, TNT, ESPN, ABC. No, I'm just one of whoever's in front of you, who's ever on that list, that's who you play and you play your best basketball against them, if you get by the Clippers in the first round, then you move on to play the next opponent. Final one, BT, and I appreciate you taking some time, as always, to uh, to join the show. Um, Brad Turner from the LA Times. Is the game tomorrow against the Knicks? I mean, it's a, it's an interesting matchup, and I don't think any of us would have thought it would have been coming into uh, this season. Knicks are 38-30. and 30. Lakers are 38-30. and 30. Julius Randle's playing some fantastic basketball. Nick's coming off a win at Staples Center against the Clippers on Sunday. What what do you expect tomorrow? And um, do you see a lot of Anthony Davis, Julius Randle, that type of a matchup to try to kind of neutralize what Randle's been able to do? The first thing I see is two teams playing hard. The one thing Frank Bogus has the Lakers doing is competing all the time and playing hard. The one thing that they do with the Knicks is that they play hard. They compete. So I expect that to be the very first thing. Next, you will have the matchup between A.D. and Julius Randle, two former guys that played at Kentucky. That's they right. know each other. They're friends. They don't mind going at each other to prove you know, who's better and have fun doing it. And so I expect to see a competitive game, a fun game, a tough game, and to a degree, a defensive game, because we know Tom Thibodeau believes in defense. BT, looking forward to it, buddy. We will see you tomorrow, uh, Lakers and the New York Knicks across the street at Staples Center. Thanks for uh, coming on the show. All right, bud? My pleasure, Alex. See you tomorrow night. All right, BT. Sounds good, man. That's Brad Turner from the LA Times. Um, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a matchup. I keep going on Twitter, and people, I keep seeing people say, I guess that the matchup is hyped up more than I thought it. I thought it is for Lakers Knicks, but I get it. It's a meaningful game for the New York Knicks, and you know you obviously got the two markets, the history, and the sense of um, uh, the two biggest markets in the NBA. Um, I, I'm I'm curious to see Julius Randle versus Anthony Davis tomorrow. That I, that I think is going to be fun. I'm really what I'm talking about is Randle trying to score on Anthony Davis. I wonder if that becomes a personal matchup for Anthony Davis to slow down who's a Julius Randle that's been playing some fantastic basketball. Okay, and we come back. We will get a chance um, to uh, preview a little bit more of the Lakers-Knicks game. Kendrick Perkins was talking about Anthony Davis on first take this morning about if he's the best big man in the NBA. And did you guys see this, that the Lakers – there's a docu-series coming out on the Lakers on Hulu. Um, I got some details on that as well. So we got uh, a lot of stuff coming up here. Uh, stay right here. This is Lakers Talk 
on 710 ESPN. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Lakers-Knicks tomorrow. By the way, pregame show at uh, 5.30. Tip-off set for 7 o'clock. Lakers taking on uh, New York. And then on Wednesday, Lakers will put up banner number 17. Uh, Lakers taking on the Houston Rockets. That will be the final home game for the Los Angeles Lakers. So I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, Lakers, a docu-series on Hulu covering the Los Angeles Lakers. So, by the way, how interesting does this sound? And all Laker fans that are tuned in, I'm sure uh, you're going to be waiting very patiently to get a chance to watch this. So it's going to cover the past four decades, starting with Dr. Jerry Buss when he purchased the franchise back in 1979. Interviews include the Bus family, Pat Riley, Phil Jackson, Shaquille O'Neal, and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. It says also featured our interviews with a range of high-profile fans and a treasure treasure trove of footage featuring never-before-seen interviews with the Lakers' late owner, Jerry Buss. Uh, let's see what else we got here. I mean, if that's not enough to, uh, to get you interested. In-depth look at the Showtime era, the Kobe and Shaq years, and last year's title run with LeBron James and Anthony Davis, um, the release date here. Let me actually read this from uh, from Jeannie Bus. When Doctor Bus bought the Lakers in 1979, he sat alone at center court of the Forum and thought of all the possibilities. But even in his wildest dreams, my father could not have imagined what the next decades would bring for our organization, our league, and our city of Los Angeles. I am thrilled that the true story of the Lakers will finally be shared with the world and that we are in such capable hands with Hulu and Anton, a director whose storytelling I've admired for years. That's uh, Lakers CEO and controlling owner uh, Jeannie Buss. So when's the release of this? The Untitled Project project is slated to debut on Hulu in 2022. Yeah, that's such a tease here. What are we, May 10th? I got to wait. How long do I got to wait? A year here? No, it's fantastic. And and by the way, you know, a documentary like this, you don't even have to be a Lakers fan, and this is fascinating. But I love that it starts in 1979 when Dr. Jerry Buss uh, bought the team. I love that it covers three different eras of Lakers basketball that accumulates in 10, 11 championships. I think about that. Five in the 80s, five obviously with Kobe Bryant and that era, three with Shaq and two with uh, uh, Pau Gasol. And then uh, with LeBron James and Anthony Davis grabbing an NBA championship uh, last season, um, it sounds like this is going to be an amazing, amazing story to um, just tell the full story of the Lakers over the last 40 years or so. Um, Another thing coming up uh, here pretty soon. So 
we know and we heard this that Michael Jordan will present uh, Kobe Bryant in the Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Fame. That's going to be next week. So that's obviously some big news. If you guys remember, you know, obviously this is a, a list of all the Hall of Famers um, for the class of 2020. So Michael Jordan will be presenting Kobe Bryant. That's coming up uh, this Saturday. So special, special moment there. Uh, Kobe Bryant obviously will be uh, in the Hall of Fame. So Jordan will present uh, Kobe. David Robinson will present Tim Duncan. Isaiah Thomas will present Kevin Garnett. A couple of the names I'll throw in here. Uh, John Calpari and Bill Self will present Eddie Sutton. Let's see what else we have here. Calvin Murphy and Hakeem Olajuwon will uh, present Rudy Tomjanovich. So it's a uh, it's a pretty special day coming up on Saturday, and I know there's going to be it's going to be tough for a lot of Laker fans to watch that one, but uh, still a you know certainly a special moment. I was talking about Anthony Davis a little bit earlier in the show, and I was spending some time. Um, spending some time just talking about how important he is, how key he's going to be, and that these last two games, as special as they've been, it, it, you got to see more of it. And, and you know, we obviously got to be in a position where uh, Anthony Davis is virtually the best player on the court every single time he steps on the court. Let me play this real quick from Kendrick Perkins. Uh, I'll still take. I know there's still a couple calls out there. I'll still try to squeeze in another call or so before uh, before the show comes to a close. Take a listen to Kendrick Perkins, where he thinks uh, Anthony Davis is amongst the other big men in the NBA. When Anthony Davis is healthy, 100% healthy, he's the best big in the game today, and there's no debate in my opinion. What we watching him, what we are witnessing right now, we're witnessing him not only dominate on the offensive end, because in my opinion, he has zero flaws on the offensive end, but his defense has been stellar. Like, it's been so phenomenal the way that he's impacted on the defensive side of things and when you look at Anthony Davis he's a generational talent he's one of one Shaq type numbers last year in the bubble when he was playing his best and right now he's about to hit his stride it's it's, it's probably about to be trouble for the rest of the Western Conference if Anthony Davis could keep this up which I think he can. I hope uh, Kendrick Perkins is right obviously only four regular season games left and then we'll most likely be in that playing tournament. Let me squeeze in one more quick call here. Steve in La Habra. Steve, thank you for calling in, bud. You're on Lakers Talk. What's going on? Hey, first of all, I want to thank uh, the management. It's ESPN 710 AM for putting you and Travis together for live and local for mid-morning shows. That's what we needed. You know, we don't want to hear um, about Baker Mayfield, the Cleveland Browns. I don't want to hear about Ben Roethlisberger and the Steelers or the Chicago Cubs. You know, in L.A., we deserve live and local, and I'm really proud of 710 AM to put you two together. You guys make a great team, and looking forward to lots of years of you guys together um, bringing Appreciate that live and local sports show. So, Thank you, Steve. We um, had uh, we had a full topic for Roethlisberger coming up next week. We'll scratch that one. We'll we'll get into something <laughs> more local. All right, what do you got, Steve? Okay, okay. I know uh, the, uh, the guest you had was talking about the Lakers need to, to, to play in front of them, but then you mentioned that thing about the Lakers documentary. Mm-hmm. I'm really looking forward to it. Oh, you know, yeah. I'm 54 years old. Um, my buddy Fred is listening now. My buddy Eddie, you know, um, they're at home listening. We, we're all Laker fans. I'm kind of a Clipper fan for different reasons. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, growing up as a kid, uh, when uh, Jack, Jack Kent Cook, who owned the Lakers, mm-hmm. the Forum, the Kings, and everything else, sold, you know, all those properties and teams to – uh, Dr. Jerry Buss, you know, it, it was it was moving. I mean, uh, 
there were never cheerleaders on the sides of, of, of the sidelines of an NBA team until Dr. Jerry Buss brought the Laker girls. There was never that Steve, before. Steve, he, he was a pioneer in so many different ways, and it was not at the expense of you know the team, as in he always kept winning as the foundation. Steve, i got to cut you off because the show's coming to a close, but thank you for calling in. I uh, appreciate you being a part of the show. But it really is. I mean, he's... he's um, you can go look in any professional sport. Tell me somebody who had more success than Dr. Jerry Buss. Find somebody that had more success. And that's the thing that, you know, I was so happy for Jeannie Buss and the Buss family and the Lakers organization this past year is they got a taste to, you know, kind of continue their father's tradition. So I'm sure that meant a lot to them. And of course, it meant a ton to Laker fans. I got Lakers talk coming up on social. So that's coming up next. ESPN Los Angeles on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube. So if you want to be a part of that show, uh, feel free to obviously be a part of that. Thank you to Steve Paulette. Thank you to Taylor. Uh, appreciate you guys being a part of the show. Lakers talk on 710 ESPN. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.